always. I'm your host, Kate K. McCarthy. And y'all, I am so excited. I am so thrilled. I am over the moon, out of this world, beyond myself to be able to share today's conversation with you. Our conversation today is with the one and only Hanasar, who as she shares in our episode today, doesn't have a title because she does this beautiful mixture of things that just can't be pinned down. One of the reasons that I love her so much, Hannah was so gracious and she came on um, to talk all about her business evolution and why in the middle of that evolution, in the midst of pivots and shifts, it sometimes felt like she was wasting time. It sometimes felt like she was failing. It sometimes felt like she was burning out and giving up and all of those feelings that come with kind of being in that messy middle state. She shares so honestly about what that was like and what it is like to finally feel those puzzle pieces come together and to be able to see how each and every one of those quote unquote failures has led her where she is today. It is such a beautiful conversation, so honest, and it left me with so many things to gnaw on. Y'all, I cannot even begin to tell you how much you are going to get from today's episode. But before we get to it, I just wanted to remind you, one of the things that Hannah and I talk a lot about in our episode today is about the importance of self-awareness, about how your core, no matter the expression, whether you work one-on-one with people or in groups, if you're a service-based business, if you're a product-based business, if you sell informational products like workbooks or eBooks or whatever, no matter what that expression is, your core is always the same. And it is so important to know what that core is. I am offering um, a free resource that's designed to help you with just that, all about self-awareness and brand identity. And it is called From Should to Second Nature. And you can find it on my website at katekmccarthy.com slash subscribe. Again, it is a totally free resource. But if you leave today's conversation feeling like you just need a little bit more support or you just want a little bit something else to like kind of get your teeth into and walk your way closer to that core, um, that is available to you. KateKMcCarthy.com slash subscribe. It will also be in the show notes. But um, y'all, let us, let's just get to this episode. It is so beautiful and I hope that you enjoy every minute just like I did. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to talk with you. It's been too long since you and I had a chance to catch up, and I kind of love that this is happening on the podcast because so much has changed in both of our lives and businesses, um, and that's kind of what we get to talk about, about the shifts and the transitions and the time in between, and so I'm so grateful that you would come and join me, especially because it's like very late your time. (laughs) Yeah. Um super, super excited to be here. And as you said, like it's been ages since we last sort of uh, chatted and and caught up with where we are at in our lives and businesses. I mean, those are intertwined. So it's not really something that you can uh, look at differently or like separately. Um, but yeah, super excited. And 
Um, the good thing is that I'm a talker. So even if it's like super late, once I get talking, there's no stopping me. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, we're going to get off of the recording. You're going to be buzzing and just want to yeah, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I could introduce you, but the truth is, is that you would introduce yourself much better than I possibly can. Um, so if you can just share with our beautiful humans listening who you are, what you do, and a little bit about what has led you here, that would be amazing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm basically one that hates labels. Uh, I was just listening to your podcast episode with Gary, um, Kevin, and I was like, I resonated with so much of, uh, with, you know, being rebel and being uh, sick and tired of boxes. Yes. And I, I think I also told you like, uh, before we had like, uh, you know, we were hashing out the details of this episode and, uh, you asked me what my label is sort of, or what I want to call myself. And I was like, that is a tricky question. I think I just like paused for several minutes, like blanking out completely, thinking about what I want to say or like how I want to label myself. Um, but these days I, I kind of feel like I don't need a label or I don't want a label. But if you had to label me, I would say that I'm sort of like cross between like a mindset coach, an online business manager, a branding strategist and a tech VA. And then a social media manager and all the other roles that I sort of carry for my clients. Um, and that has been like the perfect mix for me. Um, so talking about like my journey and how I got here, I started out as, um, first of all, as a DIY craft blogger, to be honest. Like that was sort of like my first online business and I had an Etsy shop and I sold things. And then I did a program and I found all this coaches um, and that sort of led me down the, the rabbit hole of coaching and, the, you know, all the different things that you can coach people on. And I had a background in psychology. And so I was like, maybe I could do this because I was kind of burned out with the whole crafting thing. And that's a whole other long story. But um, yeah, I was kind of feeling like, I don't want to sell advertising. I don't, don't want to do Google ads or, I don't know, sell myself basically like, um, you know, sell people products that they do not need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to do something else um, and help people in a more deeper, more meaningful way, I guess. Um, and so I started to think about being a life coach. And so I had a few test plans for life coaching. And then I discovered like this, this whole world of, entrepreneurship and online business and it just really drew me in um I loved the marketing side and everything like I did all of it myself for myself like I did my branding and I did my copy and I did my website and I did everything and I love learning that's one of my top five strengths that I would learn if that was a job oh my gosh would it would be, be the best <laughs> I know. And I feel like that's what I've actually done in the past five years is I've turned learning into my business or like my job. Oh, I love it. Um, because w like I've learned all the skills and now I'm bringing them to other entrepreneurs. Um, so I went through phases of being basically a life coach. Then, I'm, then what did I call myself? Like a confidence and implementation coach yes now I remember because back then labels were very hot everyone thought that you'd have to have a very specific label and had to say exactly what you do and whatever 
Um, and then I became a mindset coach and I totally burned out myself again. That's sort of a theme um, that I find in my journey is that I, I don't deal well with messy middles. <laughs> I'm great at starting stuff though. Um, so that's what I've been basically doing is starting stuff. So I know how to get stuff off the ground, like projects and um, businesses and whatever, but how to actually deal with the messy middle where it's not exciting anymore. Um, how to, yeah, get past that stage. And eventually once I had my uh, second baby girl, um, one and a half years ago, I said to my husband, like, I cannot go on like this. Um, I need to do, you know, I need to take a break. I need to re-figure everything out. <laughs> um, and I took a break for almost six months. Um, and I tried to figure out like, who am I? Who, what I, what do I even want to do with my life? Because I've always been one that is pulled in so many directions. Um, and then I just like stumbled into my, my sort of this final iteration of my business. Um, totally by accident. One of my, um, best connections, um, con con contacted me and said, um, you know, do you know anyone uh, who would be like a good VA? Because I'm looking for a VA and I, I don't know anyone. And I was like, yeah, I know one person <laughs> who could do it. And it's me. <laughs> I love it. But at that point, I was like, I knew I didn't want to do one-on-one um, -on -one coaching at that point because I was just so overwhelmed with having two dollars or not two dollars, two, two under two-year-olds. So I had my little baby and I had my toddler and uh, it was really intense and I just couldn't fathom like yeah, it's a lot. doing like you know calls or scheduling calls into my day that was like impossible um but doing like just a few hours of VA, VA work, work like you know in the evenings or like in those um very rare moments where my husband was at home and could take care of the kids and going for, I, we would schedule like our, you know, our time so that I could get maybe like two or three hours at a coffee shop, um, just working. And that's where I like, I was like, I actually really love this. Um, just doing stuff, getting stuff done because that's what I'm really good at. And, um, Fortunately for me, the business that my um, business connection had was something that I was like, I had been previously a client of hers because yeah, I needed her help. And so I was like 100% believing in her business as well. Um, so it was really easy to help her and to put my efforts into that. And I just told myself, I'm going to give myself a year to see where this goes and if I want to do like VA work or where it's, it's going to evolve. So I basically told myself, like, you have to now stay in the messy middle for at least a year wow. before you make like any next decisions. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that has been like the best thing ever. When does it, I mean, sometimes it feels for me that I'm always in the messy middle. Um, <laughs> but when yeah. did it feel like you were able to 
I love that you just kind of told yourself, okay, we're going to stay here and we're going to stick it out. And here's this like timeline that we're going to put on it. Because at the end of it, if it doesn't work, that's okay. But if it does work, like you've stuck it out long enough to know whether it'll work. Mm-hmm. When did it, how did you know that you still loved it? How did, does, was there like a light at the end of the tunnel where you were like, okay, this is something that I can continue? Does that make sense? I know what you mean, but there was never like an exact moment. It was rather just like these little moments of recognizing like I really love my job like I want to go and work like I'm excited to do the work I'm asking for my my clients whether I can do more hours because I love what I do and I'm very invested in their business like I get really like sometimes I feel like they're a little bit of my own business as well like I, I get really really into uh, making sure like the strategies are working and and this whole year has been sort of like a coming together of every part of me that I feel has been so scattered uh, throughout my life. All of these different pulls and directions, there are still a couple of things that I can't sort of marry into my business, but most of it, like the essence of me being really multi-passionate being so, um, you know, I love learning. Like I said, like that is my top uh, strength. And so for me, if I get to learn, you know, about my my clients' industries and about like new marketing strategies and new trends, and that is so fascinating for me. That is what I love most about my, my, about my work is that I get to learn so much and I get to, um, yeah, I get to just like use all these different aspects of myself and my skills. And, and another thing again, where it's like really clicked for me is like, whenever I used to do these, um, you know, visualizing exercises about what my dream life would be like, um, I would have weeks that are really, really varied. Like my dream week was about basically like Monday I would do this passion of mine and then Tuesday I would do basically this passion of mine. Um, And like, for example, like one of my dream weeks I remember from back in the day was sort of like, oh, I'm going to do like my DIY blog for Monday and Tuesday and then I'm going to sing on Wednesday and and Thursday and then on Friday I'm gonna like do business building or whatever you know that was like my my like I've always thought that I want to do multiple things at once and people have always told me that you cannot do that right that is not how you succeed you succeed by niching down and doing one thing being you know really good at this one thing and that felt like I was suffocating because of this pressure to do this one bloody thing that I knew because I couldn't decide I didn't I didn't want to decide like I loved all of the the different things that I that make up me right um and I kind of feel like now I finally found a way to bring this together or at least like the most um you know the most amount of like different things that you can put into one business. Yes. It's like, I love the learning. I love all this, these different businesses that I get to sort of like influence and affect and um, 
I run like the daily operations of one business and I do websites for people, like starter websites basically. And this sort of really um, helps to, um, you know, funnel sort of my grave juices like that I used to put into sewing and stuff. And now that I don't have as much time for sewing, uh, now I get to build websites, which is essentially the same thing. You have the idea, you have the vision of that creative thing that you want to create, and then you actually do stuff that makes it come to life. And you see that your vision, you know, into, you put that into a thing and it's ready and then you look at it and it's done. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the same, same thing. I love it too um, because I think you and I were talking before uh, we hit record because um, that's where all the good stuff happens um, yeah. about like the business journey and how – I mean I love what you mentioned too about you know we're told that we have to do this one thing and then somewhere in like scrolling through Instagram and Facebook we come to think that we should – do this one thing and it's this one thing that we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Whereas what your journey illustrates and what my journey has illustrated as well is that it can shift and change and pivot any number of times um, over the course of, you said five years for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even more, I would say, like if I count all the little experiment kind of hobby businesses that I had yes. back in college, yeah, yeah. I would say more than five years. Yeah. Um, what is it like to kind of feel like you've clicked into place in terms of um, pulling little bits and pieces of all the things that you love? Like now that you're doing work that like lights you up and energizes you and excites you every time you get to sit down and do it. Um, how has that shifted your perspective of all the pivots? Because I think that there is there is a feeling when we're in the middle of that mess. And in the middle of shifting again, and in the middle of burnout, um, that it can feel so dark that I'd love to know what it feels like now that you've kind of moved through that looking back. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, one of the things that I do want to say is that I feel like I'm very much still in the messy middle in the sense that I like I'm actually about to pivot a little bit more. But it's more of like, um, I wouldn't say it's an, it's a pivot, it's an evolution. Mm. Um, so it doesn't like, and yeah, like you mentioned, now being, being at a spot where I feel like my puzzle pieces are coming together and I can start seeing like more of that picture. It's not just like put some pieces there and you put like three pieces together, but they have nothing to do with the other five pieces that you have. And that, then you have like a little bit of the border and you, you're really, you can't like, once you're in that very, like the very messy middle. Yes, the messiest of middles. Um, yes. The messiest of middles. <laughs> you cannot see what the picture will be, will look like, right? Yeah. It feels so distant and so disconnected, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you talk yourself into believing that you're failing all of the time, Right oh my God, I wasted so much time on this. Or, oh my God, I wasted so many months, uh, I don't know, promoting this offer and now I'm going to phase it out because it didn't you know, get traction. Or, oh my God, I spent the last three months on this one strategy and now I, like, I realize that that's completely wrong from my business. Those are not failures. Like it's, it's, 
everything you do will take you one step closer to the thing that you actually want to do or that will work. It's just that sometimes if we have like too many of those steps that uh, feel like missteps or like um, that are the lessons learned and not (laughs) the victories or the successes, um, then we start to feel really discouraged and overwhelmed and we feel like, oh my God, I'm going into this like totally wrong direction and everything but it's really not like every step you take is in the right direction you just don't know it yet you you haven't arrived yet so you don't know really where you're going maybe um but you have to like trust that I like I'm not a big big believer in I don't know higher powers or anything like that I'm probably like my friends and my family will tell you I'm most the most practical, you know, pragmatic pe- person ever um, in that respect. But I do feel like, in a sense, we're always being led or being pulled in the right direction. Um, so the no's are there for a reason. The missteps are there for a reason. The failure is there. Like, the failure is not failure. It's just another stepping stone in the right direction. It just doesn't feel as good as the successes does. Yeah. Do. Yes. Um, Have there been any, I'll use the the word quote unquote failure. Like, has there been anything that in the middle of it, you were like, I can't believe that I'm here again. Like, I can't believe that this didn't work. Um, That any specific ones that when you look back, you're like, oh, I get why that happened. Does that make sense? You know what? There have been, yeah, like I said, so many many times. So many times, but I feel like those burnout moments were definitely the ones where I felt like, oh my God, like you cannot get this right. Like, what are you doing? Um, Because like I said, you know, this is not my first business. Um, It's not my first pivot. Um, And every time I've pivoted, I felt like a failure. I felt like, oh my God, I'm doing this again. Can I not like figure out what I want to do already? And now, you know, looking back, I'm like, girl, you were 25. What did you like, what did you expect that you're going to figure out what you want to do or what you're going to do for the rest of your life or whatever at 25? Wouldn't that be boring? You know, I want to do like I hope I pivot a lot in the future as well because I hope that I get to experience and try so many other things as well. I don't think this is, will be like my forever business. No way. Like um, I'm already learning sort of a new skill that I want to put into place, not at, in a business um, right now, but maybe down the road, who knows? But it's just like, I'm always learning. I'm always evolving. And I think that's also something that I've been thinking about as I look back on the failures, you know, or the the stepping stones, the, the lessons, is that I always kind of felt like I had to figure myself out and not allowing myself the space to grow because people do grow they may not like their core may not change but the way that that core um uh, for lack of a better word manifests itself Mm -hmm. into you know what we actually do our behaviors our choices and all of that stuff is still 
are influenced by what happens to us in life, right? And how the choices that we do make and how those like, you know, where do they lead us? Right. And, um, and that really shapes us too. So it's never like you're just finished. Um, because like, and one of these like moments where I realized like, shit, I do not know myself at all anymore was when I had my, my first child. That was sort of like a, and not to scare you. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know everything changes. Yeah. And that was where I had like a huge identity crisis. Like the first year of my baby's life, I was so, I was so like lost. I felt so lost. I did not know who I was anymore as an entrepreneur, as a, as a, like a human being. I was so lost, totally lost. And it wasn't until I had my second child where it actually started, I started to recognize myself or this new me, I would say, because like those are some of the most pivotal moments or events in one's life is when you have a child. That is something that's going to utterly like pull you apart and put you back together in a completely new way. Um, so you will like recognize bits and pieces of yourself but then again it will be a totally different kind of shape that you take I don't know if that makes any sense no it totally makes sense to me yeah and so I felt like that was and I I feel like that's sort of what businesses do to us as well as like we launch ourselves into this like completely new project or completely new business idea and it starts to shift and shape us and it shifts and shapes as, you know, failures happen and as successes happen. And I think allowing us ourselves to grow and evolve and pivot and shift and change without labeling that as failure, I think that's so important um, in business and in life, right? Um, not sort of saying like, oh, I'm this or I do this or you know, it's just like um, if we, I don't know, write our names in stone, basically, and say, like, this is what I need to say. That's just like it's going to it's going to limit our possibilities and our opportunities in the future, I feel like. Yeah. And I think what what would the landscape of creative entrepreneurship look like if we were able to remove ourselves from these boxes that seem like they makes so much sense. But if we were allow our, to allow ourselves to shift and change and evolve and for that to be not just okay, but like what is supposed to happen, the I feel like all of those moments where, you know, you have felt like, oh, you meaning me and you and the universal you, as my mom says, um, where we have felt like failures, we felt like we've wasted time, we feel like we're up against a wall again, we feel like we're burnt out. Each of those like moments where we've been in our darkest places, I feel like if the industry itself were to be able to hold space for our evolution, for the fact that we're going to shift and change because that's what we do as human beings and as human beings who run our own businesses, our businesses will naturally do the same thing. If we were to give ourselves that permission I think we'd be able to move through those moments of burnout and failure with a lot more self-forgiveness and patience and knowledge that like, 
okay, not this, like this isn't it and that's okay. What have I learned? Can I keep moving? Yeah. And this is a thing too that I want to sort of point out. I feel like our communities do allow us to do that, like to shift and change. It's us that's actually, yes. we, like, we feel they don't. But um, something that I've I had this conversation with so many people as well is like you have to realize that everyone's center of the world is themselves. Mm-hmm. And so for your audience as well, like they're not going to pay so close attention to what you're doing or what you're deciding. Like for you, it may feel like this huge decision that yes. you've been contemplating and worrying about and losing sleep over. But for them, it's like, oh, so you know, you decided to shift your business. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not that That's big of fine. a deal. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah. if I don't like it, I'll unsubscribe or unfollow. And it's not a big of a deal. Like it's, it really isn't like the, I feel like there's plenty of space and then just especially in the online space to shift and pivot and change. It's us that is, and obviously there's the fam- friends and family and that's sort of a different you know, the, I think the real world is a, a lot more stiff in that sense. Yes. I feel like, um, you know, saying to my parents that I'm going to change what I do again yes. has not been fun at no. all. Um, although they are one of the most supportive parents ever, they just don't get it. Like, wh- so what is it that you do? Like, right. right. And now you do what? And so a few months ago, you did like this whole other thing. So what happened there, right? Um, and so I think that's where we start to doubt ourselves is when people don't get it the first time we tell we tell it, or they're not like clapping their hands and saying like, "Yay, I'm so happy for you that you shifted again, <laughs> or that you found this new business that you want to grow." It's um, we all can get caught up in these like our own fears and doubt and everything and we sort of project that onto other people and so if I tell you about I don't know something that is happening for me or that I feel is true for me that will bring out your insecurities and your self-doubt that you're going to object onto me right and that's just normal but most of the time we have a hard time um, acknowledging it as for what it is yeah. And we feel like it's going to say something about us. But no, it's it says something about the other person. Right. And <laughs> I think it's, it's so hard to hear, right? Yeah. And I think, too, that like we are in a space that revolutionizes work itself, yeah, you know? Absolutely. So our parents might have worked at the same company for 35 years. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how the world works these days. So... I think that they they have their own fears. Exactly what like what you were saying. What happens to us? Then they fear that feel that fear of us switching. And um, I think you're right too. I think that's so brilliant that like our audiences, which are the ones who like in the end are going to be the ones who come to us and pay us and are part of our communities and like help us build um, our mission and our vision out. They could care less about the pivots that we make mm. when they're, especially when they're, I mean, the ones that are aligned and feel like intuitive. And I think there's something to be said. I think you had said it earlier um, that like our core rarely changes. 
who we are at our core. It's just the different ways that we end up expressing ourselves in our work, mm-hmm. whether it's through crafting or VA work or coaching. Um, that like it all makes sense because the core of who you are makes sense. Absolutely. And that's the thing. People connect to our core, yeah, not how we express it. Yeah. So they will be drawn to us because we are we, especially I feel like in the businesses where you are at the center of your business, right? If you're offering a service, you're offering, um, I don't know, coaching, consulting, mentoring, even your courses, everything you do as if you're like a small business owner or a solopreneur where you are sort of the head of your company, right? It's everything that your company creates is touched by your core, right? It's, it has that same essence, kind of. Um, and I feel like that's what people really gravitate towards or that's what they really connect with is that essence that you bring into everything you do. And that's something that, you know, people talk about all the time. It's like, you know, the, you, your you know, business is unique because you are you. And it's so true. But then if you're just starting out, you're like, you're holding your head and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, right. I don't know what makes me unique. Yeah. And that's the thing. You don't have to know because you're just you and that is enough. Mm-hmm. And you'll figure it out. You'll figure out what the expression ends up looking like. I think it underlines too, like the importance of especially when you are a solopreneur, if you're doing this for yourself or you have a small team, like the importance of letting these things teach you and then knowing yourself so deeply so that you and your core can show up consistently as opposed to trying to be somebody else. I think that that's the difference for me in like the clients and the communities where I've seen a lot of success is They've known who they are as opposed to trying to twist themselves into whatever the industry wants them to be. So Mm -hmm. like no matter what they offer, no matter if it's like a workbook or a group course or one-on-one coaching or a membership or, you know, service work through VAs or websites or graphic design, if you know who you are, no matter what you offer, it's going to be picked up as just... Yeah, another expression of that core. Sorry, I hope that made sense. <laughs> no, it made perfect sense. Okay. And I wanted to add, it's it's not just, I feel like it's not just service-based mm-hmm. businesses or like um, knowledge-based or whatever. It's it's product-based businesses all the same. Like um, whatever you produce, it's, it's going to have an essence. Like it's going to have your values or it's going to have that core, that essence that you only you have. Right. Um, and I feel like that's just something like, you know, everyone's heard that line, like the, you know, the uniqueness that you only you have and, and people are maybe like, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Roll your eyes, <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I only knew what that was, because that, that's something that I've also realized is that, um, I I kept looking for something. I don't know what I was hoping to find. I I kept looking for something that would make me unique, right? And I, I felt like it had to be a thing that you can articulate. And so often people do, you know, ask in Facebook groups and blah blah blah, what does make what does it, you know, make you a unique as a coach or a blah blah, whatever you do in your business. And I always struggled with this so hard with this question because I was like, 
well, I do, I don't know, maybe emphasize this or that more, or, you know, I played around with the answer, but nothing really clicked Mm -hmm. because now I realize it's, it's nothing that you can articulate per se. Like, yes, you can, like, you can have messaging and everything, but you have to just trust that you as a person is what is unique about your business and you don't really have to articulate it. You will bring that into everything you do and everything you choose and you pick the colors, the fonts, the graphics, the everything yeah. will look different because you chose it, right? And mm-hmm. nobody else. It's a lot of self-trust. Um, absolutely. And something that I wanted to come back to as well is sort of that, uh, again, talking about the miss and middle and that, um, you know, realize or like trying to fit in into the box or being in the box. I feel like that's a phase that you kind of have to also go through. Um, and that is not time wasted as well, because I feel like, again, like um, I'm actually writing this new um, free resource that's going to talk about like shortcuts in business and stuff. But I feel like sometimes those shortcuts is good to know. And some of them you may you know, find helpful and be able to skip. But there are a lot of things that you just have to kind of, especially when it comes to like mindset work and knowing yourself and all of that, you do have to go through it yourself. It's sort of like, it's like being know, a, a teenager, passage, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. oh my gosh, we wish we could skip all of that, but mm-hmm. had to go through yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. I love that idea. Yes. And I I think that that's a really important thing to underline is that like there are a lot of shortcuts and you will be sold on the internet a lot of shortcuts. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There are some shortcuts that you – there's no such thing as taking them. You might think that you've taken them, but then you have to go right back and learn mm-hmm. them all over again. Yes. Oh, you put it so nicely. Or like so – yeah, so on point um, – that you think you might have taken them or that you, you know, have a right or whatever, but you really haven't. Yes. <laughs> and you, you still have to go through all of that. Um, and I think that, you know, finding your core or your essence or whatever you call it is one of those things yes. where you're like, you have to go through the, the learning curve of finding yourself. Yeah. No one else can do that for you, unfortunately. No. And you know, sometimes that nice. looks like trying on a lot of different things and figuring out which mm-hmm. one actually fits best. And um, But we've all been there. You are not alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and coming back to like, you know, all of the different things that I've tried, you know, from selling handmade, um, you know, refashioned clothing and accessories on Etsy to being an online business manager and everything in between, um, I feel like there's this, you know, there's like, there are the same, like you said, like the core is the same, the skills are the same, the strengths are the same, but just the way that I use those in my business is what has shifted and changed. And I think like finding the winning combination of how to put your talents and strengths and skills and knowledge and everything, your essence into a business, that's going to be sort of the, the real journey. Um, that, yeah. And eventually once you, you get into a place where, oh my God, this is sort of that, you know, I, I don't know, 
the best cocktail possible yes. of these uh, ingredients or, you know, the best baked yes. um, cake or whatever you want to call it. That's when you will realize like, okay, this is like my sweet, sweet spot. Again, something that people often talk about the sweet spot, but I don't think it's something that you can figure out by doing an exercise in a workbook or a worksheet or whatever. Uh, it's something that you have to really learn by doing unfortunately again <laughs> would be so awesome if someone would do that because I've done those worksheets so many of them um where it's like you know find your sweet spot or like list 10 things that you love to do or uh find out your personality uh, profile on this or this and this you know site or and you can have all that knowledge and that helps but eventually you'll have to test test drive a few ideas until you land on something that where it's really that perfect match. Oh, I like that concept. Yeah, the test drive. And that's the only way that you learn is by trying it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, I've loved this conversation. Um, and as you know, as we wrap up, I always ask my beautiful guests one question well two questions but the first of which is who or what makes you feel your bravest we're here on a braver brand who or what makes you feel your bravest two two things i would say um my business makes me feel brave especially when i have a lot of self-doubt and fear because again those are totally normal pop up um all the time for everyone um, but when I'm able to, um, despite fear, um, still take action or take that action, which I fear, <laughs> that makes me feel very brave. And the second thing is raising kids. Mm. <laughs> Ain't no um, bigger, <laughs> more monumental task of raising tiny humans yes. into, you know, nice, um, brave people. So I feel like that is where I have to exemplify bravery uh, with my actions. And that is sometimes so, so hard um, to do. But when I'm able to do that or when I feel like I'm able to, um, you know, show my my girls how to be brave and how to go after the things that may scare you but you really want in life, that's when I do also feel very, very brave. Mm. I love that answer. Oh, so good. And it makes me excited to have those little humans. Um, yeah. Uh, where can our uh, listeners get more of the good stuff from you? Um, I'm not really active on social media much these days. I do have a Facebook page where I post occasionally. But I would, uh, first and foremost, lead you to my website, uh, which is dreamersociety.co. Uh, and if you put a forward slash mindset into that equation, um, you might also really like to download a free resource that I have there. Uh, actually, two things I have there is the CEO mindset power sheets. Um, and then I have also like a mindset quiz where you can really test where your mindset is at currently in your business and 
whether or not it needs like a little work or mm-hmm. maybe more <laughs> work. Maybe a little bit of an overhaul. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, I will link all of that in the show notes. And I am just so grateful for this conversation. I feel like I'm still like chewing on some of the things that you've said. And I can't wait for everyone to be able to hear this. And um, I'm so grateful that you've just taken the time to share so honestly and so beautifully. And you're just wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really um, a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for listening to A Braver Brand. To find more resources, show notes, and exclusives, head to www.katekmccarthy.com. If you loved this episode, make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review. Our work relies on listeners like you, and we're grateful each and every time you spread the word. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to us since day one, you know that I am all about Instagram. Come find me at Kate K. McCarthy and then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. A Braver Brand is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.